What's up, y'all? This is Cam with the Beef Real Show, and I am here to introduce two new members of the podcast, Asa Miller and Miles Chen. Asa, would you like to tell us a little bit more about yourself? I would love to. Um, yeah, like you said, my name is Asa Miller. I'm a junior at SMU, um, studying economics, um, loving it so far. So I'm a little bit ahead of uh, you know Cameron and Miles here, but mm. that doesn't really mean much. <laughs> Just um, a little. I have been Christian as long as I can know. I would say it's probably a defining part about my identity now. Um, you know, that of course, has looked different throughout the course of my life, which I look forward to and hope to share with, you know, you guys for as long as I possibly can, as much as I possibly can. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, I think it's fun. You know about me. Yeah. Do you awesome. have any... I'm sorry. Go for it. Quick question. you have any siblings? Yeah, I've got three siblings, an older sister um, named Jewel and a brother named Levi mm. and a younger sister named Sky. Nice. nice. So you're almost the middle child. Basically the middle child. Nice. Basically. All right, Miles, what about you? All right, cool. What's up, everyone? So excited to uh, be on this platform. Um, like Cam said, I'm Miles. I'm a sophomore at SMU. Mm, there we go. Um, studying business analytics and computer science. Ooh, um, smart guy. <laughs> I'm from the West Coast, uh, like Cam over here, um, but I'm from Oregon, uh, Beaverton, Oregon. So worst West Coast. Come Just on, kidding. Okay. <laughs> uh, so if it's not Texas, it doesn't really matter. Anyways. Yeah, right oh, around Portland okay. area. Uh, but I actually grew up in Canada, so that's my that's my go-to fun fact. I was born in Toronto. Wow. How long were you in Canada for? So I was. I lived in Toronto for like three months, and then I was in Ottawa for. Pretty long time, up until I was like 11 and a half. Dang. So. Did, you, did you ever see Drake? No, I never saw Drake. Dang. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Thought he, he's never, a regular over there. No, I never went to a Raptors game. Never went to a Raptors game no. or saw Drake. So wow. What I'm hearing is you just wasted your experience in Canada. Dang. Okay. I was 11. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I was. Seeing Drake and watching the Raptors play wasn't really on your mind. No, That's not fair. yet. Not yet. The Raptors were good back then. Yeah. It was really sad. And do you have any siblings, Miles? No, unfortunately not. Mm, no, you're the only me. child. Me, yeah. That's all right. It's got to, it's always that one only child. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, guys. So what would you say are y'all's aspirations for this semester? Miles, you can go first. Yeah. Um, obviously, just doing well in school, um, getting more clarity with what I want in my career, and mm. you know, maybe landing an internship next summer. Oh, yeah. Things like that. Just... I'm continuing to grow in my with my majors, with my classes, and then, yeah, spiritually, obviously getting closer to God. Um, That's a big one. Yeah, just growing with people like Asa and Cam and um, just the Christian community that, that I'm a part of at SMU. Um, yeah, really expanding my network, I think, building relationships, um, getting to know more people. Yeah. What about you, Asa? What are some aspirations that you have? I mean, I, I view all of college as experience just to grow. Yeah. Um, so I don't really have necessarily tangible goals, things I want to achieve, but um, mm -hmm. areas which I want to grow in. And one of those is, of course, my faith, just the amount of time I spend with the Lord can always um, increase. I can always do better in that. Another way that I want to grow in is just, you know, my personal development, how I manage my time, how I spend it, who I spend it with, and pretty much just maximizing it so I can not only, you know, achieve as much as I can, but I can achieve as much as I can for the Lord as well. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. And like Miles, you said too, just building your network, meeting people. 
Mm-hmm. That's important. That's huge. Yeah. So I'm just yeah. trying to find as many ways I can get involved in as many as I can. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting too, obviously, building your network in college. Everyone um, kind of aspires to meet as many people, whether that be career-related or faith-related, just kind of whatever, make a bunch of friends, get to know um, people who are alumni, et cetera. And I actually think about too um, how that how your faith can influence the people you meet. Cause as you, both you guys mentioned networking, how you guys are both like, you know, you look forward to meeting other people on campus, obviously people outside of our um, Christian bubble. And that's, that's pretty neat. And I think it's a very cool thing to do and just see the way God will use you guys as you network and get to know other individuals, whether that be internship related or um, even like, a fellow student in class. Yeah. Um, But my next question would be, Asa and I, on the way to church this morning, shout out Watermark, great message today. Um, We're on the way. We're thinking like, what does it mean to like radically follow Christ? Like, is that a negative connotation? When you, when you hear the word radical, here, I'll, I'll give you guys just like a, give a thought. um, So you can kind of see what I mean by this. Like, let's say, well, a month from now, end of October, you've been following after Christ the most you've ever had, you know, diving into God's word, being in community and really just like rejoicing in his grace and love for you. And it's like really close, the best your relationship has ever been with Christ and someone end of October sits you down and is like, man, I feel like you're being too radical with the way you're following God. How, how would you take that? And the reason why I ask this question is because I think back to people in history and some people I even know now who may be walking their um, life with Christ and people will see them and be, be like, man, I feel as if that person's walking in a way that's radical, aka too far. And I just, I'm very curious to see your guys' opinions on that. So feel free, whoever wants to go first can. I'd love to hear your initial yeah. Yeah. yeah, actually, I was just talking about this with another person the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, they're asking me about, like, you know, what does it mean to be or to have, like, God at the center of your life? Um, it kind of has definitely connected to the idea of being radical. Um, and I think it goes back to the idea of, like, who is God for you? Um, who is Jesus for you? Um, and if Jesus is your Savior, if God, if you believe God is who He is, then. And that make makes a lot of sense for, for you to put him at the center of your life. Because um, who, who else would you trust? Um, if you trust God over yourself, you know, then why wouldn't you put God at the center of your life? It's very true. Yeah. Very true. What about you, Asa? Yeah, I think even just hearing that to the extent of what people think of when they say, put God at the center, I mean, that could look like, yeah, you know, I'll just make some time and ruin my day to you know, read my Bible or... When I think of it, I'll pray. Um, or when I'm worried, I'm stressed, when I'm sad, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I look to the Lord. And so in those moments, like, yeah, I'm putting God first or in the center. But that can, it can look a lot more, like you said, it can look a lot more radical than that. Mm-hmm. So example, like if you know somebody who's a missionary, you'd be like, that's really good, but I could never do that. Yeah. That's radical. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so a lot of people will see that and think it's good, but maybe it's too far. Or even if... Mm-hmm. A lot of your like your life, your social like um, connections are dominated by your faith and those connections. People might think, 
you know, are you going too far? Yeah, like too overbearing with right. your faith and kind of quote unquote pushing it onto other people. Right. Um, yeah, so I think of um, I'm reading a book right now called Cost of Discipleship. Um, Thick, if you listen to this, you obviously appreciate this part uh, by Bonhoeffer. He's a German pastor who got um, murdered. Um, during the time when the Nazis were reigning Germany because he wouldn't conform to their beliefs. And they tried to get him to carry his church in a certain way, conduct their beliefs in a certain way. And he said, nope, he was part of an underground seminary. And um, long story short, he got murdered um, because of his beliefs, because he followed Christ. Well, what I'm getting at is I think a lot of people can read that book, look at his story and just be like, man, like he radically followed Christ, but almost in a negative way. And I think Asa, when we were talking about today, he, the way he put it, which I think depicts it perfectly as um, like when you're in PE in middle school and you see those kids, they show up with like the Nike tennies there, they're in their, they're in their gym shorts, like sports goggles on some of them. And they're like ready to go. Like they are running that, that mile in under six minutes. They're, they're working their tail off. Working their tail. Like they are there putting in the work. And I would be one of those kids who would look at them and be like, they're just being tryhards. And I think that sometimes we can look at other believers. And as Asa put it earlier today, we may look at them and just be like, you know, I feel like they're just being tryhards. And we almost make it seem like being a tryhard is a negative connotation when really, yeah. like the kid in PE, they are literally, they are working hard to grow in something. And we, as a society, can shoot that down and just kind of, I think from our own insecurities, just de debunk what they're doing by just trying to make it seem negative that they're working hard. Right. And that, and I think that's where, like, where do you guys think um, those negative emotions stem from? Like, let's say, because there's been times where I've looked at a believer and even thought that, like, oh, they're, they're being a try hard. Like, if you guys kind of had to find the origin of that, where you may feel like people would look at someone following Christ, quote unquote, radically, um, and view that as being a tryhard or too overbearing or almost too quote unquote faithful. Um, where, where do you what do you think the root of that is? Say it'd be like insecurities, pride. Like where what what would you say the root of those feelings come from? I think that it comes from a place of you're attempting to rationalize why you're not living to that standard. Because mm. I mean, okay. for like the missionary example, when I think of that, I think that would be really good to do. That would be a way to where I could, you know, obviously I could serve the Lord by spreading his truth and his message, which he's called us all to do. Yeah. Um, but what's the reason why I don't do that? Mm -hmm. And when it boils down, I think I can honestly say it's either I don't feel called to, some people may say, or they just don't feel like they have the strength to. Like, I just, I don't think I could really go that far. I don't think I could really do that. Um, and you want to rationalize that and make yourself feel okay for saying no. Yeah. Um, and not to say everyone's called the missionary, um, in different ways for right? sure. But, you know, even just like avoiding speaking to someone about your faith, you might think, man, I just, that wasn't the right time or I don't want to push my beliefs on them or it just be uncomfortable. You try to rationalize why it's okay not to do what we're called to do because it's uncomfortable mm -hmm. and it's okay to be uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, obviously we're talking about being radical 
And I think just words of words some words of encouragement from God's word, Romans ten, um, fourteen through, let's see, fourteen through fifteen. How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For, for Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed what he has heard from us. So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Now, one, I think that's really cool passage because it brings to light the importance of us as believers being laborers um, of the field for the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. AK, we have the special opportunity to proclaim the gospel and to live our lives following Christ obediently. While some other believers may see that as radical, I think we should normalize it because it isn't radical because as we know the gospel, like Jesus was staked to a cross and then he resurrected so that we could spend eternity with God and have an eternal relationship with God. And some would call that radical. I call it radical in a very great way and an amazing way. And I don't think what we do could ever be more radical than that. Um, and I definitely think that it's something that I need to change. Like when I kind of going forward, um, view my day to day walk, week to week walk, month to month walk and year to year walk. I really want to think, how am I walking? Like, am I viewing something with hesitation because I feel like it would be too forthcoming around others or it would be too difficult? That's something I really have to think about because me saying all this doesn't mean I don't struggle with it. Like, there's times where I'm like, ah, I don't really want to share the gospel or talk about this college ministry I'm in because I'm afraid of how the person I'm speaking to will perceive me. Mm -hmm. That's like a very, like, that literally happened to me probably four days ago. And then when I got home that night, I was thinking like, why didn't I talk about it? Like what was stopping me from mm -hmm. talking about that college ministry I'm a part of, or what's stopping me from waking up in the mornings and reading my Bible or going to bed at a good time so that I can actually be present and intentional with my time the next day. Mm -hmm. So just stuff to think about. Do you guys have any final thoughts? Yeah, I think conformity is another big thing. Mm -hmm. you know, it's easy to look around the people or look at the people around you who maybe say they're Christian um, but they're not living radical lives and you're like, oh, they don't really go to church. You know, maybe it's okay. They're a Christian too. Mm. Or they don't, they've never read the Bible. Like they just listen to sermons once in a while. Like it's okay yeah. that I don't have to read my Bible then. Yeah. You know, I think I was definitely guilty of that growing up. Like I would yeah. tell my parents like, oh, they're not going to church every week. Like, do we have to do that? Too? Like, <laughs> right. I'd rather know. go play soccer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, I think it's important to, turn back to the Bible and what the Bible says. Um, I was thinking about Jesus, what he said about seeking first the kingdom. Mm, Matthew. Every, everything else. Yeah, Matthew something. The yes, Matthew um, 6, 33. Yeah, seek first the kingdom and everything else will be given to you as well. Um, so yeah, that, that should be our standard and not what other people around us are doing. And that reminds me exactly of that PE example again. Because I mean, think about it. Whenever the atmosphere, like the people around you are all talking like, man, we, it's kind of funny. We just laughable at someone who's trying that mm. hard. Yeah. It discourages you yeah. to put forth that type of effort if the people around you aren't doing that. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like that's almost a reason among many to find community that really, you know, aspires to live radically. Yeah. 
hold holding others to that standard. Mm-hmm. Um, I did want to make sure it was Matthew six thirty three because I looked at Matthew seven on accident. And there wasn't a verse thirty three, and I was like, that's kind of awkward. <laughs> um, but no, I completely yeah. agree. So. For those of y'all listening, including us through right here, definitely as the week goes on, just think like, okay, how am I following Christ today and this week? And as it, am I fearful of the difficulty or how others are going to perceive me? Or am I living in a way that's God-fearing, God-honoring, and God-loving? Mm-hmm. Anyways, appreciate you guys being on this. Looking forward to what you guys have to say the rest of the semester and year, God willing. And yeah. Hope everyone listening has a great week. God bless y'all. This is Asa. This is Miles. And you are Cam. Mm, that is me. <laughs> All right. Peace, everybody. Uh, I Awkward pause. Go ahead, Asa. Say something. What do I say? Say goodbye. Goodbye. There we go.